Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Welcome to Entourage Ministries Podcast. This is Antoinette Weatherly, and we are continuing our series entitled Evergreen, Rooted in Christ. And in this final installment, we are talking about what it is to abide in Christ. So, so far, we've talked about what it is to live an evergreen kind of life. Then I sat down with Sierra Kinneman, and we talked about um, a Psalm 1 kind of life, that tree that's planted by rivers of living water that bears fruit in every season. And then I talked about what it is to um, be rooted with Christ, grafted in to the root that is Jesus Christ. And today we're looking at specifically abiding in Christ. So we've been connected to this root that is Jesus Christ. We're planted by these rivers of living water. We are to bear fruit in every season. We're evergreen. But what does that look like in our everyday life? How do you abide in Christ? I want to begin by looking at one of my favorite scriptures. It's John 15, 4 through 5. I know this is many people's favorite scripture. It's such a beautiful invitation from Jesus. It says in verse 4, John 15, verse 4, Abide in me. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing." This is such a powerful and a beautiful scripture that I go to over and over again. And I'm so excited to get to take the opportunity in this series to meditate on it. Um, This is one, every time I get a new journal, I love to um, write down key scriptures and key verses that really speak to me and have throughout my life. And this is one of those, this invitation to abide in Him. He says, I am the, I'm the vine. You're the branch. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. If you want a fruitful life, you have to abide in him. And I love, love that the pressure is off when I hear this scripture. The um, the pressure to produce after my own flesh or after my works or after my ability to have a good attitude or my ability to manufacture joy or gentleness or peace or kindness or any of the fruits of the Spirit. There's no pressure in this piece of Scripture to produce anything in and of myself. He says it plainly that unless you abide in me, you can do nothing. You can't bear anything. Anything I can produce after my flesh, it's nothing. It won't last And, um, you know, I can manufacture joy for only so long. You know, enough things go wrong in my day and my manufactured (laughs) fake joy is out the window. No, I need to be abiding in Christ. I need to be receiving the joy of His Spirit and make Him my source, not anything that I can produce 
after my flesh. So what does that look like? What does that mean? How do we um, begin to draw on his resource and to lay down our own? I really think that's what this, this verse is an invitation to. Lay down your resources. Lay down what you think is going to be sufficient, what you think is going to be enough, what you think the job is going to require, and lean into me. I'm more than enough, and I know exactly what is required. He says, I'm efficient. I'm sufficient. I'm everything that you are going to need. So know that the pressure is off of you to bear because you can't bear fruit in and of yourself. You know, um, I think the most important thing about a tree is not that it's big or wide or green or has a ton of fruit. It's that it's planted. It's that it's remaining. If you uproot a tree, if you unplant a tree or surplant, I think that's a word. If you surplant a tree, you know, it it can't do anything. It's completely been cut off from its life, from its resource. So the pressure's off of you to bear because you can't bear fruit in and of it yourself. You have to be planted. You have to be abiding in Christ. However, Though the pressure is off of you to bear fruit because you can't, again, in and of yourself, we are responsible to abide. And I want us to think about abiding as more of an action and less of just this passive thing that we're invited to. Because I used to think of that as very uh, a kind of passive word that I just kind of show up, sit at his feet, and he kind of does all the work somehow. But Abiding in Him is more than sitting idly at His feet. There is an active nature to abiding. There's an attentiveness that is required, an alertness, being watchful of His every move so as not to miss a thing. That's the kind of attitude a person has who is abiding in Him. You're watchful, you're attentive, you're alert to His every move. This is an open invitation to intimacy. He's leaning in and he's saying, look at me, watch how I do it. You know, um, this really always makes me think about my relationship with my husband. You know, he can be standing on the other side of a room and we're, we're in a crowd, we're surrounded by people and we're not able to speak to each other. We're too far away, but just the gestures of his face he can twitch an eyebrow. He can um, move his his mouth or crumple up his nose. And I know exactly what he's thinking. I know exactly what he would be saying to me if he was standing beside me. I'm so attuned to the slightest gesture, the slightest move that he makes. And that's the kind of intimacy that we are invited into with Christ. He wants us to be so familiar with his face so familiar with his gestures, so familiar with his heart and his way of doing things that we can be in crowded Walmart (laughs) trying to check out and we come in contact with somebody that's hurting, someone that needs Jesus, and we know how to respond to them in that moment because we're so familiar with him. We're so familiar with his ways. We're so familiar with how he wants to show up on behalf of those around us. This is such a sweet invitation, and it's something that is practiced in the secret place with the Father on a daily basis. You know, I abide, I practice alertness, I practice attentiveness, 
watchfulness of his every move. This is something I practice in the secret place. When I have my set-aside time with him and I get to open up his word and I pray and I receive of his voice, whatever it is that he wants to say to me that day, that's how I learn uh, his ways. I learn his movements, his subtle gestures through um, communion with him. And that's always an ongoing open invitation. You know, the more time I've spent with my husband over the years, the more I've gotten to know him. You know, it's it wasn't an accident that I can read his face so well. It's because of day in and day out relationship. It's because of set aside intimate time with one another. It's because of dates and handholding and praying together and um, talking together and crying together and yelling at each other that we know each other so very well. This is the same kind of intimacy that the Father is continually inviting us into. So the pressure is off of you to bear fruit, but you are responsible to abide. You are responsible to that kind of active, attentive kind of abiding that is watchful so as not to miss a thing that has your eyes glued to Jesus. You're gazing upon him. You can't wait um, to see what he'll do next. You don't want to look away because you don't want to miss anything. And you also, you get to choose. I know there's so many times when I've been overwhelmed in my day-to-day life and um, I've felt an invitation from the Father to commune with Him or to, to obey Him and because I felt tired or because I was trying to do things in and of my own strength, essentially. I'm trying to do things my way or on my timeline that I would um, just dismiss an invitation from the Lord. It's the same as when, um, you know, like I've had a frustrating day um, at work and my husband and I are cooking dinner and he's trying to be funny or or he's just, you know, bugging me really, just trying to get a laugh out of me. And I kind of dismiss or blow him off. Whereas if I were in a normal mood, if I was feeling myself, I would totally just play along. I would laugh along and and I would frustrate him right back because that's just our, our way together. You know, I choose in that moment. Am I going to engage? Am I going to um, join in this fun? Am I going to respond to this invitation to intimacy? Or am I going to brush it off? Am I going to dismiss it? Um, I know this is where the rubber meets the road. This is the nitty gritty. You know, it boils down to in any given moment, am I going to choose to manifest Christ in this moment Or am I going to manifest the flesh? And what I mean by that, I mean, am I going to choose to when um, my daughter has dumped glue and glitter all over my just mopped and swept kitchen, am I going to choose love in that moment and say, okay, baby, let's clean this up together? Or am I going to get upset and just kind of distant and just take care of the mess and go to your room and play right now, (laughs) you know? How am I going to navigate that situation? Am I going to bear the fruit of Christ that's loving, long-suffering, and patient? Or am I going to bear the fruit of impatience and a lack of love? You know, um, everything that we are after the flesh is, is, it looks like lack. It points toward lack. But that's not the life 
that Christ has invited us into. That's not what he's made available to us. He's invited us into the abundant life, a more than enough kind of life. And there's more than enough love in him. There's more than enough patience. There is more than enough joy. Where You don't have to manufacture an ounce. You don't have to pretend that you have a fruit that you don't really have because there's more than enough in him. But it comes down to making these choices, the choice to abide, to be alert, and then to choose to walk in the spirit when you want to walk in the flesh. Every time you make a decision like that, it's like an act of pruning that the Father gets to partner with you in your obedience, and He causes you to manifest even more love. Every time you choose love, He multiplies love in your life. Every time you choose joy, He multiplies joy in your life. It's the power of being connected to this root that is Christ. There's this multiplication process that happens in Him that you couldn't accomplish in and of yourself. You know, we talked about that last week and in, in that when you are grafted in to this big, strong root, you bear fruit that you couldn't bear on your own. You couldn't bear with your natural root. When we're connected to the root that is Christ, there is an overabundance. There's this overbear. We just bear more than is even naturally possible. I want us to now dig a little bit deeper as we continue in John 15, verse 9. As the Father loved me, it says, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Again, Ephesians 3.17 says, Be rooted and grounded in love. This love is the secret. (laughs) The love, the nature of the Lord, the nature of Jesus Christ, the more of it we experience, the more of his love we partake of, the more we are empowered to um, live a fruitful life, to live um, an overcoming kind of life. He says, keep my commandments. How, How are we empowered to keep his commandments or in otherwise when it comes down to the nitty gritty and a choice has to be made? How do I choose love? How do I choose joy? What well, goes back to abiding? <laughs> the more I spend time with him, the more empowered I am in those moments of challenge to choose him. If I've spent time with him, if I've chosen intimacy with him, set aside secret place kind of time with him where we're face to face, I've got my word open, I'm praying, I'm worshiping, I'm hearing his voice. I'm, I'm writing down what he's speaking to me. The fruit of those um, interactions between us, it's, it's going to show up in those daily choices, those, those moments that you think are insignificant, that you, that you think that, um, you know, oh, it's, it's just one more time that I was impatient or it's just one more time that I had a bad attitude. No, that was one missed opportunity to be fruitful, to see the fruit of God multiplied in your life. We don't want to miss those opportunities of choice. We don't want to miss those opportunities we have to choose love over fear or to choose patience over impatience or joy over um, just um, doubt and um, 
uh, just feelings of, of lack and adequacy. You know, we want to connect to who he is when, when we are being challenged in those situations so that we can see who he is begin to abound in our lives and truly become who we are. John 15, 12 continues, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. It's like we're getting the inside scoop here. He is letting us in on the inside scoop. You want to know how the kingdom works? You want to know how to take your place in the kingdom, how to partake of the inheritance of God? You want to know how to live an overcoming life? The very secrets that the Father has entrusted me with, here they are. Abide in my love. (laughs) Simple as that. Abide in me and you'll bear much fruit. Man, this is really the message that I personally will preach my whole life because I really know that it is the secret to a life well-lived is intimacy with God. Everything, I believe, boils down to intimate connection with the Lord. When I am in intimate connection with Him, I am partaking of the life that He died to provide for me. All things that I heard from my Father, I've made known to you, He says. I get the inside scoop. I get to know. Um, There's this verse I absolutely love. I'm going to try to reference. I don't know if I remember it exactly. But it's Psalm 25. And it says in the Passion Translation, it kind of says, I'm paraphrasing, that there is a special place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit next to Him and receive the revelation secrets of His promises. Whew. (laughs) How beautiful is that? Where they receive the revelation secrets of his promises. Anybody want some revelation secrets, some inside scoop on how to live a life that is abundant and full and overflowing? Well, Jesus is saying right here, right now, all things that I've heard from my Father, I've made known to you. You know, he says, I am this place. I am this place reserved for you where you can come and I can share with you the revelation secrets of my promises. Jesus has become that very place, that very point of contact where we can know the Father's heart, everything that's in the Father's thoughts towards us, His mind, and not only that of how He feels towards us, but what He's doing and working in the earth. I believe the Father's ultimate goal is to work His heart, His nature into the earth, through his sons and daughters. And that's what we get to partake of. This is kingdom. Bearing fruit is the kingdom of God. Abiding in Jesus, that's our role in the kingdom. And whatever you do, whatever you're called to do, however that looks for you, if you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a pastor or you are a biology teacher, if you are abiding in Christ, and manifesting the fruit of Christ, you are overflowing, releasing the kingdom of God into the earth, his very life and nature. If we continue in John 15, verse 16, he says, You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit 
should remain. I love that, that your fruit should remain, that the work of your ministry, which is your life, the work of your life, the fruit of your life, it will remain. It will be released and it will go forth like his word to do what it's sent to accomplish. Your word will accomplish, um, your life will accomplish what it is, is made to accomplish in and through him when we partner with him, when we abide with him and choose him. In Galatians 5, it says in verse 19, it begins to outline um, all the works of the flesh, um, including uh, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred. It goes on and on talking about jealousy, self-ambition, wrath, heresy, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, all of those things. All of these things are the works of the flesh, it says, and those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then it goes on to say, 522, but the fruit of the Spirit is, and he begins to list off the fruits of the Spirit. So I think it's really interesting that it juxtaposes all the works of the flesh, and it says those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom. So when it begins to speak about what the fruit of the Spirit is, it is safe to say that those who practice these things, the fruit of the Spirit, will inherit the kingdom of God. So as we look at Galatians 5.22, we are talking about how it is that we inherit God's kingdom. When we practice the fruit of the Spirit, because it is a practice, it is a choice, you know, we've got this root, we've got the resource made available to us, we've got the rich nourishment that is Christ, but we still have to choose love. We still have to choose joy and peace. We still have to choose to allow His nature and His character to be made manifest in our lives. And when we do so, when we practice choosing, choosing well, we inherit the kingdom. We get to partake of the kingdom of God, of the promises of God. And this is what it says, Galatians 5, 22, the fruit of the Spirit is, number one, love, then joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If we want to begin to bear much fruit, being full of all the fullness of God, we have to practice love. We have to practice joy and peace and long-suffering in those moments where we are challenged, where we feel deficient. That's the moment where we lean in and we say, Holy Spirit, I know you've provided for me in this moment. I know you have the joy that I lack. I'm leaning into you right now. I'm receiving of you right now. And I'm going to press into this moment. I'm going to choose joy. or I'm going to choose love, whatever it may be. And every time that we choose Him in those moments of challenge, He multiplies those fruits in our life. When I receive of His nature through relationship, I'm the recipient of His character and I receive His fruit. The more I abide with Him in and through relationship, the more I will see His character made manifest in my everyday life in those moments of challenge. Listen, abiding is about knowing how to receive. 
It's about knowing how to receive, being alert so that I can receive of his every move. I can receive of what it is he wants to say in any given moment, being attentive so that I can receive of his way of doing things. I can receive of of his ideas and his opinions in any given situation. Abiding is about knowing how to receive of him, not saying, oh God, I've got this. I'll take it from here and relying on my my little short-lived resources. No, abiding is about saying, God, I'm laying down, I'm surrendering whatever I think I can do in and of myself so that I can press into what I know that you can do and who it is that you are, your character and your way. I want to pray for you today that in those moments of challenge, you would be empowered to choose because I want to see the fruit of God multiplied in our lives. I want to see an abundance of His fruit made manifest in our lives and in the lives of our families. I want to pray in agreement with you because I know that you want this for yourself too. I know if you're like me, there's been moments in your life where you've experienced a lack. You felt deficient in joy. You felt deficient in love. But God says, you know, I've invited you in and I'm inviting you into experiencing my abundance and in allowing me to multiply joy and love in your life through these little choices. So we need empowerment, don't we? So let's lean in an agreement right now that in those moments, we're going to choose according to the spirit and not according to our flesh. So Father, I just thank you for every sister listening. And I just speak right now that in those moments of challenge that we may find ourselves in this very week, God, that you've already gone before us and you've prepared a way for us and you've placed provision in those very moments of challenge, provision for us to begin to connect to your promise, to connect to who it is that you are and to receive of your goodness, to lean into your spirit, Father. We don't have to walk according to our flesh because of what Christ has accomplished, because that we are rooted in Christ Jesus, connected to the root that is Christ. We can live an abundant life. We can actually choose to follow the Spirit when we are challenged. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, that we would be sensitive. We would have ears that are sensitive to hear your voice, that we would have eyes that are sensitive to see you, and hearts that are quick to respond in obedience. We thank you, God, for obedience, for the gift of our choice, Lord, and may we surrender it freely to you and choose the Spirit every time. We want to walk in the Spirit, and we want to see the fruit of the Lord made multiplied um, as it's manifested in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 